It's the 10 on it segment, y'all. 10 on it segment is when y'all feel like helping a, a brother get rich out in these YouTube streets by donating $10 to my digital panhandling bucket by sending in a topic or a question. And if I feel like talking about it, I will run my mouth on the subject. So we got a 10 on it from a man, uh, Gold Eagle. Gold Eagle says, uh, does BLM co-founder Patrice Khan Colors lose credibility with BLM members and others for buying a $1 million house? What are your thoughts? So in case you guys haven't heard, one of the co-founders of BLM, because, you know, it's three women's, three black women's that, you know, all like scatting on cats. But, you know, that's, that's another video for another day. But um, you got three black women's out there. They started BLM, and one of them has been on a, a, a real estate shopping spree as of lately. All right. And people are wanting to know if she's losing credibility out in these streets in terms of uh, is she really about whatever struggles that they proclaim to stand for? Or is she really just all about that dollar dollar bill, y'all. You know what I mean? So let's let's go ahead and do some 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 uh research over here. All right, so. Straight off Yahoo News, published uh, today. Today's the 12th, right? Yeah. BLM official calls for investigation after founder Colors buys a $1.4 million home. So you got BLM officials that are calling for an investigation. It says Black Lives Matter of Greater New York Chair Hawk Newsom questions how much Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors has contributed to charity. The head of New York City's Black Lives Matter chapter is calling for an investigation into BLM co-founder Patrice Cullors over a series of million-dollar real estate purchases she's made. So we're not talking just one purchase, y'all. We're talking about a series. You know, series, S-E-R-I-E-S. That means there's more than one. (laughs) <laughs> so she's made a series of multi, uh, excuse me, a million dollar real estate purchases. Colors, who's age 37, and this is her right here looking all weird, uh, has reportedly purchased four high end homes for $3.2 million in the U.S. alone. So this woman right here, Patrice Colors, has bought four high-end homes for a grand total of $3.2 million, y'all. Four of them. That's what she's bought. You know what I mean? What did this woman do before BLM? I couldn't tell you, but, well, you know, apparently she done came into some money where she can buy not one, not two, not three, but four high-end homes for a total of $3.2 million in the U.S. alone. And this is including property in mostly white in a white area called Topanga Canyon in Los Angeles County for one point four million dollars. So that's the house everybody is familiar with. She bought a house in Cali out in the Los Angeles County area for one point four million dollars in an area called Topanga. Isn't Topanga? Isn't that the name of the girl that used to play on Boy Versus World? Anybody remember that show? Topanga County. Let's let's look up Topanga. 
Uh, demographics. What's going on out here? Right, look at this. So the racial makeup of Topanga, they have uh, about 88% whites, 84.5% non-Hispanic whites, 1.4% African American. There's only 117 Negroes out in this area, y'all. All right? 1.4%. So the leader of BLM moved out to an area surrounded by 88% white peoples. White peoples, yeah, that was uh Corey's girl from um from the show Topanga. Topanga was a little cutie back in the day. <laughs> Everybody had a crush on Topanga if you watched that show. Um, anyway, anywho, but that, that's where she's living at, y'all. You know what I mean? So let's let's read on. Uh, she's she's like an hour away from Kanye and Kim. Oh, okay, so she out in the good area. She out in the good area where no Negroes reside. You know what I'm saying? She ain't got to worry about BLM protesters marching up and down her streets. <laughs> she ain't got to worry about that. All right. So it says BLM reportedly brought in $90 million in donations last year. And now inquiring minds want to know if or how Colors is paid by the organization and how much she has contributed to charity per Daily Mail. Hawk Newsom, the head of BLM Greater New York City, is calling for a probe into Colors finances. Says if you go around calling yourself a socialist, oh, the S word, if you go around calling yourself a socialist, you have to ask how much of her own personal money is going to charitable causes. He's he told to the post. Colors did not immediately respond to the Grio's request for comments. Oh my, really. It says it's really sad because it makes people doubt the validity of the movement and overlook the fact that it's the people that carry the movement. He continued, in addition to the Topanga Canyon estate, Colors and her wife, Janaya Khan, they also own a custom ranch on 3.2 acres in Conyers, Georgia. Oh, wow. I'm familiar with the area of Conyers. That's right outside of Atlanta, everybody. But they own a custom ranch on 3.2 acres in Conyers, Georgia, that boasts an airplane hang. Oh, Jesus, listen to this. So they got a custom ranch in Conyers, Georgia, sitting on 3.2 acres of land that has an airplane hanger on it, y'all. An airplane hanger. Hmm. They purchased the property last year for $415,000. So they bought a house last year for $415,000. Now they just bought another house on the West Coast for one point, what is it, $1.2 million? Well, how much was it? Uh, yeah, $1.4 million. Mm, mm, mm. Boy, that BLM is something else, boy. We in the wrong business, y'all. I'm about to go get me some. I'm about to go. I'm about to go loot me a Foot Locker so I can get me some protesting shoes and get out there in these streets and try to get to this money. Black Lives Matter. Uh, they they purchased the property last year for four hundred fifteen thousand dollars, according to the report. Two years after the publication of Color's best-selling book, "When They Call You a Terrorist: A Black Lives Matters Memoir." Okay, so maybe she made a legit purchase off of a book. So okay, maybe that's legit. 
She probably sold a bunch of books to a bunch of white liberals. Maybe that actually got her the bread for that. Additionally, the Post claims that in recent years, Colors, a self-described Marxist, paid $510,000 for a three-bedroom home in Inglewood, California. Inglewood, always up to no good. Ain't that where Mac 10 from? It says in 2018, she dropped $590,000 for a four-bedroom home in South L.A. South L.A. is also is known as South Central L.A., in case you guys didn't know. I got to sneeze. Hold on. Man, I don't think they call South Central L.A. South Central L.A. no more. I think it's just called South L.A. So now... Y'all are probably like, well, she got a house in the hood, Inglewood and South Central or formerly known as South Central L.A. Well, you know, for all my Cali folks out there, you know, you, you'll be uh, for those who aren't familiar with Cali, the old school California that was introduced to us by N.W.A. where we thought everybody was a crip and a blood and gang banging out there. Well, that doesn't really exist like that anymore. Boys in the hood and menace to society ain't really popping off like that anymore in these particular areas. These particular areas have a lot of Hispanics and white people's moving back into them. That's what's really going on out here. So we got we got what one point four million dollar property in Topanga Canyon. Where it's only. Uh, la 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 la. One point four percent black folks live in this area. We got us a custom ranch on three point two acres in Conyers, Georgia, that has an airplane hangar on it. And what else? And they paid four hundred fifteen thousand for that. Then we have a 510,000 three-bedroom home in Inglewood, California. And then we have a 590,000 four-bedroom home in South Central LA. Now, understand something here. For those of you who are not familiar with real estate in California, $590,000 is not a lot of money for a house. I mean, that's kind of like standard prices to get you just a regular home. You know, just just think of uh, Craig's home from Friday, right? Remember, remember Craig's home from Friday. All right, so this is where Craig used to live, right? Craig's home from Friday. Or was was that the house, or is this the house? Whatever. Yeah, it is the house right here. This house right here will probably sell for half a million dollars. Or maybe even more. That house right there. So we we gotta we gotta put things in this proper context here. So when we start throwing these big numbers around, you gotta remember where exactly are these properties located? Because a lot of y'all, y'all see the big numbers and y'all just totally remove the most crucial element about real estate. What's the most crucial element about real estate, y'all? The most crucial element is this thing called location 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 that is the probably the one of the biggest driving factors for how much a piece of property costs so you live in los angeles you're gonna pay some serious cheese to live in something like this right here 
where I live at in Orlando, this same piece of property down, if this property was located in Orlando on um, probably in the old area I used to, uh, I used to live at when I was a kid, you probably get this house for about a hundred, hundred twenty thousand dollars but you relocate this house to California. Yeah. I can see it going for half a million dollars. So we got to keep things in its proper context. You understand to be fair, to be fair, but, but what doesn't fit within the proper context is uh, since 2008 over just the last three years, they don't bought her and her wife done bought $3.2 million worth of property in just three years. They doing things out here, y'all. They is doing things out here. Let's go on. It says, last October, Colors agreed to a multi-platform deal with Warner Brothers Television Group, she said in a statement, to help produce content for black voices who have been historically marginalized. All right. So anybody remember this deal? BLM Warner Brothers deal. Anybody remember this? How much money they was getting out of this? Let's see. They was getting some guap out of this one too. Let's see if we can find us a nice number. I know Warner, they signed some deal where they're going to start producing some, some BLM cartoons for the babies. It's going to have some, some, uh, some LGBT stuff just sprinkled all over the doggone place up in there. But I know Warner Brothers cut them a nice fat check for that one. I don't see, I'm trying to see if I can find a number because I don't remember what the actual number was, how much that deal was worth. Let's see. Somebody give me a number, man. It's got to be a number around here somewhere. Uh, all right. It don't look like they're showing what the actual number was. Let's see. Anyways, it was a lot of money from what I, okay, let's see what this says. Hold on. Uh, la, 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 la. Wait a second. We got more properties. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got, wait, 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 wait a second. We got more properties, y'all. All right, so check this out. So we got the high-end homes for $3.2 million. It says, Patrice, age 37, also eyed property in the Bahamas at an ultra-exclusive resort where Justin Timberlake, Timberlake and Tiger Woods have homes. Oh, my. She out here plotting to buy houses in the Bahamas where Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods got a house, y'all. It says the Post has learned luxury apartments and townhouses at the beachfront Albany Resort outside of Nassau are priced between $5 million and $20 million. Hold up. She out here plotting and scheming on trying to get her a house in Nassau, Bahamas, where them things can go between $5 to $20 million, y'all. That's what we out here doing? Man, I'm in the wrong business, y'all. I'm in the wrong business. Oh, this is their house, right? Hold up. What house is this? So this is their custom ranch here in Georgia. This is the ranch that has an airplane hangar. You know, just in case, just in case them BLM protesters, because look, 
This is in Conyers, Georgia, right? Let's let's look up Conyers, Georgia. For those of y'all who aren't familiar, I used to live in Georgia for like almost 15 years before I moved back down to Florida. Conyers is not too far from the A, y'all. Uh-oh. Trying to zoom in. What's going on? Oh, here we go. Or zoom out. So here's Atlanta. Conyers is right in this area right here. From here to here is about a good 30, 40-minute drive, depending on traffic. All right? How I know, because I've ridden up and down I-20 a gazillion times. So to get from Conyers to inner city Atlanta, the inner city Atlanta is pretty much once you cross the 285 loop. Because it's just a, a 285 just literally is just a giant circle that goes around Atlanta. So once you cross the 285 loop and you get into actual Atlanta, Atlanta, from Conyers, that's about a good 45-minute drive, right? So they got a house out there, a ranch with an airplane hanger, right? You're probably like, what they need the airplane hanger for? Well, simple. You got a lot of BLM supporters out here who are ready to tear some stuff up. So in the event that these BLM supporters somehow make their way out to Conyers, Georgia, they can hop their ass in an airplane, fly clear to, just fly away from you Negroes. Just fly their asses all the way down to the Bahamas and go go chill next to Justin Timberlake and, and get a couple rounds of golfing with Tiger Woods. That's why they got that airplane hanger. That's why. You, you Negroes ain't ready for that. Oh, look at this. They got an indoor pool. Oh, they doing things out here, y'all. They doing things. They are doing things, y'all. They are doing things. And this is sitting on 3.2 uh 3.2 uh rural acres shout out to god's son sup g something is not adding up topanga canyon is a very wealthy area you can't buy a closet for 1.5 million oh really i've only been to california once my entire life i've been to la once my entire life that was years ago um i mean i would imagine let's let's look up topanga canyon Let's let's find us a map out here. Let's let's see exactly where this is located at. Um, when I went to LA, I was in the hood. <laughs> I was in the hood. I wasn't out here. See, okay, we far from Malibu. I was on here looking up Chris Brown's house the other day because something popped up. I was like, man, everybody know where the hell Chris Brown lives. I'm like, where does dude live? Chris Brown live out in this area right here. So, in fact, here, let me let me pull it up. Because they're relatively close to Chris Brown's house. I don't know why I was looking at his house. But let me look up Chris Brown's house. Where this thing located. Because they got his address all over social media. Um, let's see. And I know when I was looking at it on the map, it was in that area. It was in matter of fact, y'all know who else stays in this area? Y'all know who else stays off in this area? Your favorite pro-black babbler, Tariq Nasheed, lives out here too, y'all. How I know because he's, uh, Tariq Nasheed stated that he lives not too far down the street from Chris Brown. <laughs> when Chris Brown had the popos at his house looking for him and stuff, they was like, uh, I remember Tariq did a video saying he could hear the helicopters outside. He was outside with his little cell phone camera. He was like, yeah, Chris, he was like, Breezy, don't stay too far up the street from me. Yeah, Chris Brown house. They got his address all out there. He had he he, he be having he, he be having just random people at his. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Yeah, look. Okay, here we go. 
here's his ad. This is Chris Brown's address in case any of y'all want to go out there and hang outside of his house and, and do some dance moves or something like that. So let's let's uh see where he's living at. Is we got we gotta know what's going on out in these streets, man. People are living good out here, B. People are living good out here. All right, so Chris Brown lives here, and Tariq Nasheed lives over here somewhere too, right? All right, let's let's find where's the other. Uh, let me move my little tabs around. Hold on. All right, so Chris Brown's here. They up in here. See that same area, same area for the most part, same area. Y'all see that? So they 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 out here living good, B. They she over here, Chris over here. She she can go to Chris's house. And shoot a music video if she want to. So what I'm trying to say is this is all this. This is all this good area over here. Calabasas. This is where Kanye live out here. Uh, I want to say Beyonce and Jay-Z got a house around this area somewhere, too. But basically, if you're not familiar with L.A., L.A. County is huge. This place is huge, right? So this is Compton right here. Compton. Straight out of Compton. This is Compton, California, right here. Then we got uh, Long Beach. This is where Snoop Doggy Dog is from, this area over here, right? We got Inglewood. This is where Mac 10 is from. This is the South Central LA. So, South Los Angeles, this is actually considered South Central LA or used to be considered that. So, this is where all the Negroes used to live for the most part, right? If you've never been to L.A. before and driven on these highways, man, to get from, let's just say you in Long Beach and you want to drive all the way out here to San Fern uh, Fernando or something, this is, the, man, it might take you two hours. This is why Kobe Bryant was flying the helicopters all over the city, y'all, because the traffic is just stupid, ridiculous in L.A. To get from one place to another, you might, you might have to plan a whole damn day. This is why Kobe was out here flying around in helicopters, man, because it was just a hell of a lot faster. But over in this area, this is where a lot of rich folks live at, out here. You got Malibu. You got, um, I want to say, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, where, where Uncle Phil and them was living. It's somewhere around here, not too far. I mean, this, this is a good area. Ain't, ain't too many Negroes up in here, man. These, these are the when they be talking about house in the hills. This is the area they talking about. These are the hills of LA right here, or some of the hills, and these are the rich folks' hills. So they living good. So my man say, he says something's not adding up. Uh, you can't buy a closet for one point five minutes. Listen, I don't know how this. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this happened, but it happened. They out here living good, B. You say Bel Air is closer to South LA? Oh, okay. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Oh, well, I know Beverly Hills is over here. You know what I'm saying? That, listen, you, but you living good over here. You living good. White folks, it's white folks all over the place out here. You ain't going to find too many Negroes on entertainers and athletes living out here. You ain't going to find too many, too many uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, uh, boots on the ground people. They're they not out here. They're over here somewhere. They out in this area over here somewhere. So so she nice and secluded because ne Negroes ain't finna make this trek over here. I mean, you get over here, you know, once you get off the streets, now you got to start climbing hills and mountains and shit. 
You got to worry about mountain lions coming to get you. Negroes ain't dealing with this. Y'all, matter of fact, just look at the map. You see how green it is over here? That's because there's a lot of plush trees over here. Negroes ain't going into the woods. It's probably bears, lions, and tigers, all kind of crap out there. So they, they living good out here. Matter of fact, you can tell. Look, look at the little icon. They got, they got like little icons of, of people going on hikes. You know what I'm saying? So ne Negroes ain't hiking nowhere, B. So they living good out here. She is living good. So now, what was the what was the original question though? The original question was, uh, hold on, what is this? Oh my bad. The original question was, give me a second. Oh, so is is uh is she losing credibility? So from the uh. From from you know, it looks like she could be losing credibility. I mean, we got people within her own organization that are questioning her and how she's coming up with all this money to buy three point two million dollars worth of property. You know, especially after they just got ninety million dollars in donations last year. You got Mike Brown's father running around here talking about BLM ain't breaking them off no money. And then wasn't it um. Wasn't it Tamir Rice's mom not too long ago, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was kind of getting on BLM for constantly using her son's name or something like that? I can't remember what the story was, but, you know, you got people calling them out. But um, are they losing credibility? I don't know. If anything, you said black girl magic in full effect, black scams matter. OK, listen, I don't think they're losing credibility. I think they're doing everything they're supposed to do. They're doing everything they're supposed to do. They, they are going out there, going out there, pumping these little messages up of black power, black empowerment, we shall overcome. And they, and they collecting that bag. And they're going out there doing what, it's, what they're supposed to do with that bag. This is what Tariq Nasheed does. This is what Umar Johnson did. This is what Reverend Al Sharpton does. This is what every black person in a position of leadership or is seen as the head of some type of movement. This is what they do. They get all the little foot soldiers all riled up, going out there, breaking stuff. Then they go around the world convincing people to donate to the cause so you can go out there and break stuff. And then they go out there and... uh the leaders of the movement, they go out there and live a good life, B. They go out there and live a good life, and they surround themselves by all the scary white supremacists. Because, look, how much y'all want to bet in this area over here? How much y'all want to bet in this area over here? They got some good police out here. I'm talking about they got the type of police. When you pick up the phone to dial 911, before you hang up, you got five cops outside your house, and they bring you milk and cookies. She live in that type of area over there. She got them good police that show up immediately. You understand? But this is what you're supposed to do. This is what y'all supposed. Y'all ain't figured it out yet. Y'all got this woman is smart as hell. Y'all got y'all got to give this woman all these women props. They have mastered the game of woe is me sympathy to the highest level, y'all. To the highest level, they have mastered it. They have mastered it so good that not only do they have 
woe is me tears coming in from black folks, but they got woe is me tears coming in from pasty liberals because most of this money is coming from pasty liberals. Let's not get it twisted. Most of this $90 million donation crap came from pasty liberals in some form or fashion. And then they got pasty liberals signing te television production deals with them so they can make woe is me cartoons to, to force feed the babies out there to convince the babies that every five seconds there's going to be a cop around the corner waiting to just string you up. Even though stats say it's a 0.003% chance of that crap happening. So they have mastered black woe is me activism tears to the highest level. They, they have surpassed Sean King with this crap. They have surpassed your favorite pro-black babbler with this crap. These women, Patrice, whatever her name is, this, this woman is, she's, she's on, she's on some next level stuff. She's, she's out of this world with it. And so she should be rightly rewarded to go out there and buy all these properties surrounded by all these white folks and all them good cops out there and live her best life. That's what she is supposed to do. She has studied this crap. How, how these things have been happening since the 60s. Her and her, her friends, they've been studying this crap since the 60s, since the civil rights movement. They have combined it with social media, a super catchy slogan, BLM. You can't knock, listen, BLM marketing is out of this world, y'all. I don't care how you feel about the organization. Black Lives Matter is, is probably the greatest slogan in the last 500, in, in the last 100 years. The only thing better than the Black Lives Matter slogan is Coca-Cola slogan or Coca-Cola or Nike. That's it. That thing is BLM is right up there with Nike and Coca-Cola, y'all. It's catchy. It goes everywhere. And the thing they have, the, the, the only thing that BLM has over Coca-Cola and Nike is their, their, their slogan is so airtight that that you can't go around saying you would you disagree with it or else you're going to get accused of being a racist, a coon or somebody who just supports white supremacy. That's how great the BLM slogan is, y'all. That thing is amazing. I wish I had a thought of it, <laughs> but that thing is amazing. So they thought about all this and now they are reaping the financial rewards as they should, as you as you Negroes run around pretending like white folks is hunting you down every five seconds, pretending like cops is just out there on a patrol looking for random Negroes to, to hunt and kill. They are here living a good life surrounded by white folks and them good police to protect them from the rest of you Negroes out there that they convinced to go out there and do all this crap. This is what they're supposed to do. So, no, it looks like they will lose credibility especially if you're looking at it from the perspective of somebody that's not a part of BLM and you don't agree with what they talk about and how they go about basically propping themselves up on the backs of dead black men and just ignoring all these other black victims that, that lose their lives every single day across America in every city. You know, they don't care about the little black babies. Remember the little black girl that got killed in Atlanta last summer? when her parents got off on the wrong exit and went to that Wendy's or right around the corner from that Wendy's where um, Rashard Brooks got killed and somebody opened fire on the car and killed the little girl. Nobody heard about BLM or when that officer in St. Louis 
who was trying to prevent Negroes from breaking into the store, stealing TVs and some random Negro who should have been locked up, who was in jail for attempted murder a couple years ago, killed that officer or that retired officer over some TVs, over some TVs, cuz over some TV. Remember that? Did anybody hear BLM talking about that? Or what about in Chicago? Man, let's go look up Chicago, y'all. Chicago crime stats. Let's see what's going on out in the windy city, y'all. Let's see what's cracking out there. All right, this is a uh, um, this is from March twenty second to March twenty eighth. Shout out to Godson for the uh, five dollars. Appreciate that. Look at this. We got we have 15 murders in in a in a six or seven in a seven day time frame, right? 15 murders, 33 sexual assaults, yada yada yada. How many how many of these were probably black? I'm willing to bet at least 12 of them were black. I'm willing to bet 12 of them were black. All right? Look at this. What is this? What are we looking at here? Okay, this is from oh, the, so this is from the, the same week last year, or what? Is, hold up, am I reading this wrong? I don't know. Anyways, let's just focus on these numbers here. I don't know how I don't know how these numbers down over here, but we up to fifteen murders, right? I'm willing to bet at least twelve of them joints is black. Twelve of them, twelve point five. You hear anybody talking about some BLM up in Chicago? Kate K says, "Do Baltimore." That's where he's from. Let's go look. Let's go look up Baltimore. Baltimore crime stats. He was going on out there in Baltimore. I've been there once a long time ago. Uh, can I get a oh, there we go. Let's see what we got going on. No, I know, I know somebody getting killed out there. We need, we just need to, we just need to find the actual. Okay, here goes shootings. Eight. Uh, where the murders at? Up oh, here, we got seven homicides. Right? What is this? Uh oh, damn it! How, how long is this map? What's the, what's the dates for this map? I, I don't know what the dates are. I need to know what the dates are. You say 83 murders. Is that just for the year? Maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. I need to, let me see. Crime stats 2021. Let's, let's just see how many people have been killed this year. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Can I get like a regular number here? I don't feel like counting up anything. Oh, wow, they listing out people's names on here. What's going on? Now, you know what? Let's just go to the gun memorial. <laughs> Let's just go to the gun memorial. Let's see. Can we do this by city? Let's do this by city. Let's see. Or, or, yeah, let's see. All right, let's do oh, Here we go. Let's, let's do it like this. All right, so this is uh, Baltimore, Maryland. All right. April 7th was the last victim. Joel, there's a lot of brothers up here, ain't it? 
a lot of black folks. Oh, we got one. We got we got one. Uh, a white man or two white peoples. So this is just this is uh, I don't know how far. So this is just from April seventh is, is the last victim. Let's just see if we can go all the way back to twenty twenty one. I mean, uh, the start of twenty twenty one. All right, so right here, start with this brother right here, Marvin uh, Desour. So from Marvin all the way up, these are just the victims that they have pictures for, I guess. I don't know, the ones who died of gunshots. All these, all these black folks, right? Look at, look at this. This is Baltimore. All these black folks. This is April seventh, and this is right here with this brother right here, January eighth, twenty twenty one. Look at all these people, y'all. So it's a whole lot of black lives that that don't appear to matter on this on this little gun memorial thing. These are just people who died from gunshots. You say it needs to be updated. It probably does. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's 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 a lot going on out there, B. It's a lot. Okay, here we go. Here, here's the stat you was talking about. 85 victims right here. 2021. So this is Baltimore right here. Y'all up to 85 people, right? There we go. Last year, y'all had 335. So y'all out here, y'all out here putting numbers on the board, B. 85. You know what I mean? I wonder how many of them were black. Do they break it down by race? Let's see. We could probably read names. Shamar Austin, sound like a brother. Tony McLean, sound like a brother. Dondre, brother. DeQuare, brother. Robert, Sound like a brother. Tavon, brother. Giorgio, another. James, probably a brother. Walter, a brother. Robert Bates can go either way. Fabian, sound like a brother. Come on, son. We can just read the names and kind of figure this out. We can just read the names. Kenyon, Kenyon, whatever. That's a brother. Marcus, probably a brother. Randolph, Craig, Devon, Nathan, Danier, Danita, Kendall, uh, Talathia. Hezekiah, Darrell, Mustafa. Boy, they got a brother named Mustafa on here. Rest in peace to this brother. Mustafa, Jamal. I mean, come on, son. You can just read the names and figure out what this is. Jalil, Tavon, Preston, Kendrick. Come on. There's a whole lot of guy. Javon, Kamari, Kamari, Marcus. I mean, come on, son. These are all black names. The majority are all black names. The majority are all black names. Brianna. Marquise, Marquise spell M-A-R-K-E-E-S-E. These is all black names. Derek. You know what I mean? You can just read the names, B. You can just read the names. We ain't even got to figure out the race. We ain't even got to verify. We can just look at the names and tell. You know what I mean? These are the most hundred recent homicides ordered by time or, or whenever they got killed. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, y'all putting in work. Y'all out here living the wire fantasy for real. So, anyways, this is what happens, B. You can do things like this, man. You know what I'm saying? You got all your foot soldiers out there running around here crying about white folks killing them every five seconds and cops killing them every five. Y'all notice something with the news lately? It seemed like you turn on the news they seem like they make it seem like the only people getting shot by police are black people. Anybody ever noticed that? I mean, it's like becoming, it's becoming 
beyond obvious, right? Like every time there's a police shooting, it's, it's always a black person. You would think nobody else in this country is getting killed by black folks. You say, do Orlando. Yeah, I live out here. Let me see. What these niggas out here doing in my city? I don't live next to niggas like that. Let me see. Doing out here. They're doing out in my city. Let's see. We ought to be low. We ain't, we only got like 25% black folks out here. Or something like that. Let's see. What are we, what are we doing out here? What are we doing? We good. We got Disney World and shit. Niggas ain't trying to kill people out here. We got Disney World. We got we got things. We got activities to do. Y'all see, y'all ain't got no activities. We can go to Disney World. We can go to Universal Studios. We can go to we can go to Daytona. It's like 30 minutes up the street, 40 minutes. Um We safe out here, man. We safe. I live. We got good Negroes out here. We safe. <laughs> we safe out here. Uh, Orlando uh, crime. It's got to be some stats out here. Some official police stats. Some. I don't see any official stats. That means we safe out here. We safe. Y'all can't y'all can't come out here. All y'all living in them other areas, y'all stay where y'all at. We safe. Now we got some we got some little goons running around here. Um I, I don't I don't see like an official. Okay, let's see what this is. I don't I don't know if we got like an official list. All right, you know, let's just go to the gun memorial. Let's just go to the gun memorial. Gun memorial answers everything. So let's just Just patting on it. Okay, so let's okay, so that's April 9th. Let's go all the way back to January. Right here, starting right here. So we got we got a couple brothers up here. We ain't got a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? We got good Negroes out here. I think I heard about this dude. We got good Negroes out here. So we good. You know what I'm saying? We ain't killing people. We got we got things we trying to do. We trying to go to the beach. We got time to be killing niggas. <laughs> so anywho, um, so listen, I'm not mad at her. You know what I'm saying? Listen, when you come into some money, you're supposed to go out there and live your best life. Right, I know everybody's like she needs to live in the hood. For what? Don't nobody want to live in the hood. Everybody who gets money, they gets up out of the hood. I don't know nobody that actually tries to go back to the hood and live there. Why? So you can make yourself a target. I mean, she know what the deal is. It's just a matter of y'all don't know what the deal is. Says somebody say something about. Uh, people don't get shot every day like that. I mean, it used to go down like that once upon a time, but it, it ain't really been going down like that as of lately. You know what I mean? Our Negroes have calmed down. 
they have calmed down. You know, when when, when uh, Trump was president, they all had jobs. They was doing things in this world. Now, Biden gave them Negroes some stimulus checks. They out here calm. They, they calm. You know what I'm saying? Give it about another year. We'll see how things go. But they calm for the time being. <laughs> but um, so they listen, she's supposed to be doing what she's supposed to be doing with this money. Y'all gave it to her. But y'all think she's going to go out there and get a regular job? Be working at Walmart? What y'all think she's going to do? She, she got money to spend, B. She got houses to buy. She, she, got, she got airplanes to fly in. She got islands she got to go to. Look, she done did her job. Her and them other two women out there beating feet for like since, since Trayvon Martin passed away. They, they on retirement status now. They passing the reins of power off to everybody else. It's time to collect. It's time to collect this money and go live with these white folks and get some of these Looney Tune pasty liberals to donate more money to all these these stupid projects to keep black people in terror and fear. That's what they supposed to do. Speaking of that, any of y'all seen that that show called Them that came on Amazon Prime? Any of y'all seen this show? I watched this the other night with my wife. I was like, this show is horrible. This show is horrible. I'm not going to give like a play-by-play, but the entire show, the entire show, these black folks was catching L's all over the place, B. Everybody in here catches the mama, the two daughters, the husband. They's catching L's all over the place. It's just like, it was like they was dealing with some type of demon or something like that. But then they moved into this area. They moved into to Compton, California back in the 50s when there's like nothing but white folks out there. And the first day they move in, white folks is outside. Like the white folks literally went inside the houses, got some chairs, sat the chairs in the middle of the street in front of their house to where it's like 10, 15 people out there and they all start playing music. And this is, the, this is the first day they move in. The next day they over here hanging, what do you call them, little dolls, picking pick any dolls, or whatever you call them, little dolls, they hanging them on their property. They, they just doing all kinds of stuff to terrorize these black folks, right? And, you know, the story, how they ended up in Cali, it start, they started off from coming from North Carolina. And they, showed, they, they, they kind of showed the story what led them to go to Cali, but what happened Something very bad happened to the mother and their other child. They have another child that you don't see. And I'm not going to tell the story for those who haven't seen it, but they explain what happened to the other child and what happened to the mother. And it's just like the show is designed to tap into black people's feels and make them piss. Because I was on Facebook earlier today and I seen some of my my Negro friends that I went to college with talking about this show and one chick was like this was a good show but it just made me so angry because there was there was a this show was uh written by um another thespian what's old girl's name that wrote the shy writer for the shy y'all know what i'm talking about lena uh what's her name her lena waif so lena waif she uh, did the shy and she also is a writer for one of the writers for this show. 
some of the stuff that they do to these black people in this show, and not just them, but other black characters, they go like over the top with the brutality to the point where it's like, really, you had to put that in here? So it's like they're going above and beyond to try to drum up fears in black people and make black folks look at white people sideways to the point where, you know, like I said, I got people on Facebook talking about they angry. Like angry at what? It's a damn TV show. So I thought the show was kind of, it was kind of boring. It, it kind of drug on and on. Cause I was trying to figure out like, what, what, what like, what, what is all this supernatural stuff got to do with any of this? It took forever to explain that. But anyways, we just got like, if you guys don't notice, we're just getting bombarded with TV shows like this. So you got this. What is the other show? The one that was actually a pretty decent show. Uh, what is it? Country Love, Love Country. Anybody seen this one? Love Country came on, um, was it uh was it Netflix or something? I don't know. But this was another is 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 supposed oh, where's the show? Yeah, right here. Love, oh, Lovecraft Country. That's what it's called. It's like a supernatural show where, you know, it takes place back in like the 40s or 30s or something like that. And it's just a whole bunch of racism going on and all kind of crap. We got like little, what do you call these little piccaninny demons running around? And they got a, they got a similar character in the uh, this show as well. Um, where is he at? Let's see if they got a picture of this clown. You can kind of see him right here. You got a dude in blackface right here running around. That's like this evil little blackface dude. So we got we got shows like that. You know, we got we got a bunch of these shows that are just coming out that are like designed to just get you Negroes all hyper emotional, make you all feel like you're just a forever victim in, in society. Yeah, there it is. That's it, Dante. It's uh Black trauma shows. That's it. Oh, yeah. The other show. Oh, yeah. That comes on HBO. The uh, the, the Lovecraft. That's right. I, I, but I did kind of enjoy Lovecraft. I thought it was a little interesting show. I'm not going to front. But, the, yeah, black trauma. This is like becoming a new genre. I mean, I don't know. I don't recall it ever being. I don't recall this many so-called black trauma shows a day in my life. Um, I mean, it's like they're coming out everywhere. You know what I mean? It, whether it's some type of slavery movie or now they got these shows coming out. You know, remember in the 90s, it was all sappy love stories and gangster movies, you know, like Minister Society and Love and Basketball. Now, for like the last 10 years, we've just been bombarded with nothing but slave movies and 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 black trauma movies, uh, black trauma shows. So. It just so happens to coincide with this whole BLM thing. So now you got you're getting assaulted on all fronts, y'all. You can't turn the TV on. Like matter of fact, I can't go nowhere without seeing some BLM. So I got to do some online. So my job, you know, we got like this this professional development training we got to do, and so it's they're doing it online, right? And so I, lo I log in online, and we got two moderators that are doing the professional development. So white dude. And a black chick. The black chick, she uh one day she she puts up her little her little cartoon avatar, where it's like a little cartoon drawing of her, and on her on her shirt she has Black Lives Matter. 
So I can't even go take some so-called professional development classes without seeing some damn Black Lives Matter thrown in my face at a professional development class. This is like, it's like, really? So you can't escape it. It's everywhere. But this is what they intended to do, man. They intended to put it in your face and they have successfully done it and it's not going anywhere. And they're going to have you Negroes for the next 20 years running around here, shaking in your boots, shaking in your boots. Every time a, a new video comes out, because we don't had we don't had two new videos come out. You got that light skinned dude that got killed in Minneapolis right down the street from where George Floyd's trial, uh, uh, Derek Chauvin's trial was going on. And everybody's talking about he got killed over some uh, air freshener thing. You got this brother right here. He got the officer pulled out. The, uh, she, she, she yelled, taser, taser, taser. And um, Dante, that's his name. Taser, taser, taser. But she pulled out the piece and shot this dude. And everybody's like, everybody's like, um, anyways, but yeah, everybody's like, he got killed over some air freshener. But if you actually saw the video, your man's here, they was about to place him under arrest. And then he actually broke free, like right here, tried to hop back into the car. And then that's when old girl pulled the piece out, yelled taser, 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 and shot him. So in this scenario, you got two wrongs here. This brother, rest in peace to this brother, right? But Bi uh biracial dude, I think his mom's white. But they say he had a warrant out for his arrest. And then when it was about to cuff him, he was trying to jump back into the whip and, and haul ass. But this this cop, she should be fired or something should happen to her. Cause I don't Listen, you're a cop. You got your sidearm, you got your fire, your sidearm on one side, you got your taser on the other. You shouldn't be confusing your, your, your firearm with your damn taser. Not if you're a cop running around here with tasers and side pieces on. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be uh you shouldn't be confusing them too. But she did. And she killed him, so she needs to be fired, and maybe some legal stuff needs to happen to her. But at the same time, your man's here, based off of the video I saw, your man's here probably would be breathing air if he didn't try to hop back in the whip when they was about to place him under arrest. And so what does this mean? You Negroes have got to learn to stop holding court in the streets, y'all. If you caught, you caught. Because he was clearly caught. They had him out the car. They had his hands behind his back. They was about to put the cuff. I mean, I saw the video. They was about to put the cuffs on him. He decided, let me hop back in the whip. So he set this whole chain of events off that unfortunately cost him his life. So I don't want to hear this. He didn't deserve to die crap. Yeah, he did. It's obvious. Nobody deserves to die except for child molesters. Those are the only people that deserve to die. But he didn't deserve to die. But my man, they was about to put you like, like, stop. My nigga, you was caught. You were caught, bro. He says, how you don't hear the gun go off? What are you talking about? I think she only fired one shot. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if she fired one shot, but whatever. She's dead ass wrong for not knowing the for not knowing what side that damn taser is on her utility belt. So they need to fire this cop and possibly hit her with some charges or something. I think they may have fired her or put her on admin leave, but she was dead ass wrong. But your man's here. He set this whole chain of events off. He set it off. So we got that going on. And then we got the army officer. This dude right here. You got this, this cycle. You got this, 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 uh, Billy Bob cop over here. Who's just too happy to, to pull the piece out. He's over here pepper spraying people in the face. And so, I don't know exactly all the details. So what I'm hearing about this case is they was following this dude because I guess he didn't have tags on the back of his car, but it turns out I think he had his tags in the windows and, but his windows are tinted and it was kind of dark. So instead of pulling over, he drove like they, they say he drove like a mile and a half so he can get to a lighted area. And then that's when, you know, Jeffro and Billy Bob decided to pull out and draw the pieces on him. And then he's over here talking about, you know, I serve this country. What do I do? Then you got this dude over here talking about you need to get out the car. So you're going to ride the lightning. Meaning he was going to hit him with the taser. He got the gun pointed in his face. And then they hit him with the pepper spray. And look, I, I listen, I understand this, brother, because, look, I would have did the same thing. I would have had my hands hanging out the window. And I'm like, you want me out? You gonna have to open this door and undo my seatbelt. I ain't making a sudden move. You got a gun in my face. You got a taser in my face. I ain't putting my hands down for shit. You come open this door and get me out. I ain't going to do nothing. You, you, I, don't, I just don't want no sudden movements. So we got this going on here. And so I think they fired this dude. He got, he got a little too overzealous. And so it is what it is with that front. But, you know, this story and this story, they're going to be just circulating all over social media. And then, you know, obviously we know George Floyd, uh, Derek Chauvin, you know, they got, they're probably, you know, we're going to find out what's going to go on with that trial over the next week or two. So, you know, th this is just the, the per and then, like I said, you combine all this with all these, these black trauma TV shows. Look, this is all by design, man. You guys, you, you guys don't even realize what's happening. Y'all are just, y'all have allowed black culture to become this, this forever victim society. I'm talking about this stuff is even more, I think black folks are crying wolf and, and, and being a forever victim way more than Negroes who were actually experiencing life under Jim Crow. Like, I don't even believe niggas who grew up in Jim Crow, like my grandparents, I don't even think they experienced life as bad as Negroes are pretending life is now. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that they didn't have it bad. They, they had it bad. But I think Negroes of today, I think black folks think things are worse today than they were back in slavery and Jim Crow. I think Negroes really think that that you know at any minute they're gonna be they're gonna be turned into some strange fruit that i mean I, that's what i think and you have to blame this on media social media and mainstream media 
They're constantly feeding you these woe is me stories about white folks coming to get you. You can't do nothing. White folks, this, you need to get out. You need to do this. You got all these movies coming out with these, these horror racism movies. Do you got videos coming out every five seconds of this, that, and the third? You can't escape it to the point where a lot of y'all are internalizing this crap. To where y'all think y'all really got it worse than your grandparents had it. Y'all really got it worse than slaves had it. And y'all really believe it. That's the crazy part. A lot of y'all really believe it. Despite what the stats say, stats say 0.003% of some white person or a cop, well, a cop handing you that business. But y'all really believe it. But y'all believe it. Combined with these pasty liberals, and y'all donate $90 million to, to the BLM. And then y'all got the nerve to be shocked that she out here buying $3.2 million worth of property. No, she supposed to do that. She did her job. She got all you Negroes riled up. She got all you Negroes running and hiding from, from white supremacy boogeymen that are just chasing you down the street. She did her job. Now she got now she get to go kick her feet up. While you out here chasing boogeyman and breaking in the footlocker to get you some new protest shoes, she out here with the white folks that she told you was hunting you down. She did her job. She is a master at this. A master. She is a she's better than Tariq Nasheed. The hell is you talking about? That's right. Black privilege gone wrong. She has surpassed Tariq Nasheed, y'all. Tariq Nasheed couldn't do it this good. No way in hell. Tariq Nasheed can't, listen, Tariq Nasheed, he, he has too many white folks that don't like him. Tariq Nasheed never mastered the art of calling a white person a racist and convincing that white person that they are racist. He never mastered that. If Tariq Nasheed had a mastered that, he will be pulling in cheese like this. Her and the other and the other two, they mastered the art of convincing Negroes that you're a forever victim. And they mastered the art of convincing white people that they're racist, too. To where they're, they're over here trying to implement whole lessons in, in school these days. Trying to I mean, I'm not even making this up. You go look at some of these public schools, especially in these these Democratic areas. They got some schools out here that are teaching like critical race theory, which is basically code for all white people are racist, whether they believe it or not. I mean, they, they, they're like really indoctrinating the shit out of kids with this crap, y'all, on a whole nother level. This goes beyond just cartoons. This stuff has already entered the uh, public school arena. They, they are masters at this. So. They should enjoy the fruits of their labor. They put in some work. They put some work in with this. So they should enjoy it. Critical race theory. You never heard of that? Trump was trying to get rid of that. Critical race theory. Trump was trying to get rid of this. Basically, critical race theory, you know, to sum it up real quick, it just, it's just a, it's just a, it's just some racial justice crap. Basically, to sum it up, it's just a, a theory that all white people are just naturally racist. That's it. 
You, you have no control over it. That's it. And black folks and people of color, y'all are just forever victims. That's all critical race theory boils down to at the end of the day. That is literally it, y'all. Black folks are forever victims. The white folks are forever racist. You just, it's just like you just like you got a racist gene in your body. You're just born with it. I guess I got half that racist. Well, all you Negroes got white people mixed in your family somewhere, but so I guess we all got some of that racist gene in our body too. That's it. They teaching this stuff in schools, B. Oh, somebody got a website. Let's look at this. New website tracks where critical race theory is taught at U.S. schools. Uh, let's see. All right, here we go. Let's 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 click on this link here. Y'all thought I was lying. Let's see. Let's check my state first. All right, so they're teaching this stuff at Florida State, UCF. That's here in Orlando. Valencia here. Okay, right here, Orlando, Orlando, Tampa. They teaching this stuff at colleges. B. Let's go to New York. They got this stuff in colleges. Now they got this in high schools too. I want to see the high schools. This ain't just a college thing. They got this in high schools, too. Yeah, we 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 on we in a, we in a, we in another world over here, y'all. This this victim narrative ain't going away, baby. Y'all better get prepared for it. Y'all better get prepared for it. See, Trump tried to get rid of this thing. Biden came back, was like, nah, we keeping it because I think he tried to get rid of it. They teach it in the military. They was teaching it in the military, y'all. They was teaching critical race theory in the military. <laughs> it's everywhere. It is everywhere. Look. Tom Cotton wants to ban critical race theory from the U.S. military. It's in the military. You, they, basically, everywhere you go, they're teaching you that white people is racist, in particular white men. This is really more so aimed at heterosexual white men. That is who this is really geared towards. Because heterosexual white men are the quote-unquote apex predator. That's who this is really aimed at. But everybody else, you're a woe is me victim. So you listen, for the next 50 to 100 years, this is this is going to this is going to be why America goes on a decline and other countries are going to start coming up because y'all know China. Everybody know what the issue is going on in China, right? And China is, is dealing with this crap now. China got a major issue with their males over there. They're not manly enough, right? China got a serious issue with their male population to where they are not manly enough. And China is seriously concerned about this crap because if you don't have a generation of men that act like men, you could pretty much just, just sign your death certificate for your country. Because you're not going to have manly men that want to defend the, defend the homeland. 
Like, there's a reason why we call World War II vets the greatest generation. It's not because they necessarily liberated the, uh, the, the small hats and they did all this other crap, defeated Japan and all this other crap. It's because that generation and prior generations to it, those were, quote unquote, manly men in the sense that they exuded masculinity. They exuded it. I don't care what race you were. It was heavily exuded. It was it was just reeking at your pores. What's going on now with masculinity in America, y'all? Masculinity is becoming the new N word, the new F word. It's a bad thing to 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 uh, demonstrate that you have some masculinity. It's it's becoming taboo. It's becoming like a sin. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens? What happens when you have a, a nation full of weak body, effeminized dudes? Well, guess what? You don't have masculine energy circulating around to the point where you're not going to demonstrate masculine traits. So when shit hits the fan, you got a bunch of masculine men that are going to go out there and defend the homeland, you know, defend the women and kids. Right now, we live in a society that's shifted from masculinity to femininity to the point where dudes want to become girls. And it's, it's, it's becoming, matter of fact, I just saw something come across the wire where some governor, I think the governor in Mississippi, he just signed a bill. Uh, let's see. Governor in Mississippi. Transgender bill. So he just signs a bill limiting transgender athletes, right? And we got this lame following me from channel to channel. He says, G was claiming he, every, I am, I am every black man's. I'm half white. I run you niggas. You don't run nothing. I run you. My biological dad white. So y'all know, y'all know how y'all say you are what your father is. So I'm finna. I'm going to exert my white privilege, my I'm white and I say so over you, and tell you to bow down and kiss the white rings of supremacy. That's what I'm going to do to you. And you're going to stay in my comments and you're going to listen to my commentary. Anyways, getting back to this. You got the Mississippi governor. He wants to ban transgender athletes or limit them. You know, basically, hey, whatever sex you are, you got to play against that other sex. So now you got you got like the NCAA people or somebody they're trying to pull they're trying to pull all the uh, NCAA tournaments out of Mississippi because of this, right? Mutts be killing me. Well, you shouldn't have been you shouldn't have been born just black because <laughs> you notice how you didn't say I'd be killing mutts. Mutts be killing you. So that ain't my problem, B. So, anyways, so. That's what's going on. So you got you got like this whole society is becoming more and more effeminized. And this is one of the tenets of BLM. You go back and read their original mission statement before they changed it up. What did it say on their mission statement? We want to disrupt the nuclear family. We promote transgender or queer identifying this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. So 
it ain't just black society, but since we're talking about black society, but it's just American society in, in general is becoming more and more effeminized. It's becoming weaker and weaker. It's becoming a bad thing to be masculine. And that's what China's going through. And so I'm saying over the next 50 to 100 years, don't be surprised if America potentially loses its status as the world's superpower to where we might actually have to, for those of us, for those of you who will be alive, <laughs> you might have to worry about a foreign army invading this country because you don't have a bunch of masculine dudes that want to sign up for the military or a bunch of masculine dudes who just want to protect their home because we don't like guns anymore. Guns bad. We got to ban guns, 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 guns. We got to do all this. We got to do all that. Right? So this is kind of where we're at with it. Y'all this is kind of where we're at with it. And this is how we get to these people right here and how they're able to make all this money. It's because we got a, a hyper-effeminized society. And nobody wants to stop it. Nobody wants to do anything. And black folks is just cool with going along with it. I mean, y'all saw the Times cover? Hold on. Y'all saw it? It's in your face. BLM Times cover. Where that picture at? Uh, right here. Oh, Rolling Stones cover. My bad. Y'all seen it? What is this? What, 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 what's missing from this picture, y'all? Where's the, where's the black male at? The only black male that's really represented is on this damn T-shirt. And then you got maybe one here in the back. <laughs> that's it. Oh, you got well, one right here. But where, where, where's the black man that's, that's supposed to be leading and doing all this crap? Oh, Lord, don't even talk to me about that, hood servative. Oh, Lord, did y'all see Kid Cuddy? He spelled this clown's name. Did y'all see Kid Cuddy, y'all? Look at this. This was just Saturday Night Live, y'all. This brother out here in a, in a spring dress, y'all. With a big old smile on his face. I wonder how he got that way. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, yeah, there in a sundress, living his best life on SNL, getting celebrated. Look at it, all these white folks. Oh gosh, yes, Kid Cuddy. Yes, that was just so. You're so brave, Kid Cuddy. You're so brave. You got the one black dude in the back holding up an RIP DMX sign. <laughs> you can't even really see him, but you can see him. You're so brave. You're so brave. Just be yourself. Just be yourself, Kid Cuddy. You're so brave. <laughs> ah. But you know what? You know what, though? This is for uh, Kid Cuddy represents... Uh, all you non-mixed black people like OU Cap'n. <laughs> this is for you, OU Cap'n. This is you. Kid Cuddy ain't mixed like me. You ain't gonna see too many, you ain't gonna see too many biracial dudes out here like me. 
doing that crap. This is for you. Matter of fact, let's just run down the list, right? This is this for you, uh, OU Capping. Lil Nas X. This is you, right? This is you, right? Oh, now you, oh, now, oh, listen to this. I'm light skinned. Oh, now you want to be light. Everybody want to be light skinned now. Okay. He want to be light skinned until I start when, when I get ready to start going through these pictures of, 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 of Team Dark Skin. Now he want to be light skinned. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> so this was going on, y'all. So this this how we end up here. This is how we end up here. So you got so many factors. A very weak, effeminate country. How hey, let me ask y'all something, right? How come, listen, how long y'all been on? How long have I how long have I had this YouTube channel? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Right. I want I want to point something out to you, right? Hold on. So, I started this channel July 11th, 2017. I don't know exactly when I uploaded my first video, right? So we're talking about, let's just say four years. How come every single time somebody new comes to my channel, they always say the same old tired stuff? You biracial, you fat. How many of y'all been around my channel for at least two, three years now? And I've already said, yes, I'm biracial. Yes, I don't gain weight. I'm fat. Yes, this, yes, that, like... How come y'all always come in here, act like you saying something new to me that we ain't already heard and I ain't already addressed a thousand gazillion times? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's the wrong person. My bad. Y'all avatars look alike. But he was saying he was saying some crap like that earlier. You know what I'm saying? My bad. I got the damn avatars mixed up. But regardless, he was saying some crap like that earlier in Fantastic's live stream to me. I'm like, bruh. We already know. We already know. We already know. So anyways, let me get back to what I was saying here. I'm done with the trolls. So this is how we get here, though. So y'all should be happy. Y'all should be happy. She out here living her best life, y'all, in Topanga Canyon. She out here. She out here with houses in Conyers, Georgia, that have... um. That have that have airplane hangers on them, so we, so in case you Negroes start getting mad and y'all trying to y'all trying to see what's up with the money, then you know what I'm saying. She she could hop on a plane and fly to the Bahamas, where she was eyeballing houses that cost four or five uh, four million dollars. You know what I mean? That, I mean that's how this works. So y'all should be celebrating. Is that Mike Brown's dad? What is this? No, look. Brown Sr. said he and his advocacy group have been shortchanged by the larger BLM organization. He says, why hasn't my family's foundation received any assistance from the movement? Yeah, why haven't they? They built this movement off of your son. Your son, uh, 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 Mike Brown, 
was the next trending hashtag that went super viral after Trayvon Martin. Your son was number two. They, they burned the whole city of Ferguson down over your son. Never mind the fact that your son was in there damn near robbing a convenience store before all this happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we've already done videos telling you how to get support. You got to be a, 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 a freaking... A freaking Pookie and Ray Ray, because your man's um that got killed by the white cop that was eating ice cream in his apartment. Both of them, John, down in what was it, Dallas, I believe, or Houston. Ain't they ain't nobody burned the city down for him. You gotta be a goon out here. That's the only way you're gonna get love out in these streets so that so that this woman can go out here and live her best life, buying $3.2 million worth of property. It says, was it the socialism or the, oh it, oh, it was definitely the capitalism. Now, being that she's a Marxist and Marxists, they don't believe in like property rights and all that crap. I wonder if she's going to let some people come stay in her house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't believe in the nuclear family. They don't believe in property rights. So I should just be, so we should just be able to go up to her crib and be like, hey, where my room at? What you got in the fridge? What y'all cooking? <laughs> And just put and just plop and just plop on the couch, put my feet up on the table and start watching TV. That's what we should be able to do in a Marxist uh, society, socialist society. But I highly doubt that's going to happen because the moment she see a bunch of you Negroes pulling up into Panga Ranch, where it's only like one percent black folks, she's going to call all them good white police that, that work out here to come get you. That's what she going to do. Like I said, you catch her slipping in on Kanye's Georgia. They're going to run to the airplane hangar, hop in the plane and fly their asses the hell up out of there. You ain't finna get them. Just wait until the property taxes come in. Now nah, they're going to be straight. They're going to keep getting donations because, look, they ain't even got to get donations from black folks. They got pasty liberals, pasty liberals. Like I told you, they, she has successfully done what Tariq and them couldn't do. She has successfully managed to call white people racist and convince white people that they are racist, <laughs> naturally. Listen, do I got to show y'all the picture again? White people washing black people's feet. Do I got to show y'all the picture again? Oh, let's see. Trying to find the actual good, good picture. Oh, here we go. I gotta show y'all this pic. Listen, listen, look at this. This was last summer, y'all. These is white folks kneeling down, washing black people's feet. This happened last summer during the protests. This was, these are all BLM supporters, all these white folks and black folks, they're all BLM supporters. They literally have white people washing their feet outside, B. This was last summer. This ain't two years ago. This ain't 10 years ago. This was last summer. So if you can get white folks to do this, they aren't, listen, 
They on their knees on some damn bricks. They ain't even got pads on their knees. You know that you know they knees is hurting like hell right now, kneeling on some bricks. They on some bricks washing Negroes bunions, y'all. If they if they can convince white folks to do that, she can convince white folks to make her a billionaire. This chick gonna be a billionaire before it's all said and done. And she only 37. Oh, she got some good years left in her. She got some good years left in her. She don't convince white folks to wash Negroes' feet out in these streets, y'all. Wash their bunions and their corns out in these streets. She got some good years left in her. She don't convince white folks to walk around with signs on. Talking about white silence is compliance. And this was last year. Look at the masks. They all got masks on. This is last year. These are white folks that's going to be donating to her. She don't even need you Negroes money. She got their money. She got the pasty liberal money. All these people. She has convinced all these people that every time they look in the mirror, they see a racist. That's some powerful niggatry right there. That's some powerful niggatry right there. <laughs> this is something Tariq Nasheed could not do. So hell no, nah, she ain't got to worry about no property taxes, man. What you talking about? <laughs> she ain't got to worry about no damn property taxes. Property taxes been paid for for the rest of her damn life. This, 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 that man. I'm trying to tell you, this, this lady, done, she don't took it to another level. She needs to teach. Uh, she needs to put together a course and sell that course for ten thousand dollars a pop on how to, on how to get money out of white and black people. Her and her, her and uh, the uh, the BLM founders. Where they at? These three women. These three women are on some next level Einstein thinking with this, y'all. They are modern day Einsteins with activism. Ain't nobody messing with these chicks. And all three of them like licking kitty cats. Every last one of them. <laughs> this is going to be the downfall. Taking this effeminized country and they don't raised it. Black society is going to get more and more effeminate as the days go on. And you know it's going to happen because what's going on in black YouTube right now with the black manosphere? The black manosphere is heavily opposed to marriage, y'all. So you got from you got one aspect, you got a bunch of a bunch of lickety splits over here. That, are, that have led this movement and they raising millions and millions, damn near hundreds of millions of dollars. They got white folks out here washing feet. They out here talking about they want to promote LGBT queer stuff. They want to disrupt the nuclear family. You come to black YouTube, damn near every nigga in black YouTube is opposed to families. They're opposed to the nuclear family. They're opposed to it. But they still want to make babies. 
Well, who you think gonna raise them babies, y'all? You think all these niggas talking this crazy talk about how they want to be pumping and dumping and still be fathers gonna be raising kids? No, them kids gonna be raised by where that where where it go? Where that damn picture go? Uh, BLM Rolling Stone cover. Here it is. All the pump and dump dudes out here. This going to be raising your kid. The black woman, she's going to officially be the head of the household to the point where they ain't even going to need, they ain't even going to mention your ass anymore. And everybody's contributing to it. Everybody's contributing to it. It's going to be super feminine energy out in these streets, B. And it's coming from every angle, especially as it relates to black folks and all that stuff. So y'all invited it, man. Y'all set it off. Y'all didn't read the fine print. Y'all just saw Black Lives Matter. And look, I got caught up in it too when I first saw it. Till you know, I had to get educated. I was like, wait a second. First off, how come they ain't out here talking about all these 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 niggas killing everybody? That was when I first started having my awakening. I was like, wait a second, my coon antennas went off. I was like, hold up, something ain't right. Y'all only talking about black folks getting killed by cops when it's like 20 niggas that got killed last week, and y'all ain't talking about them. That's when I was like, uh-uh, I don't think something right. And then it comes out, they train Marxists. They discover their website. They about queer this, destroying the nuclear family. I got to tell my wife this. I was like, wife, I bet I never seen no pro uh, no, no black, no black live matter stuff over here. You even know what this crap stands for? These women are lickety splits and they don't believe in the nuclear family. The nuclear family is a husband, a wife, and some kids. What we got going on, wife. <laughs> they don't believe in that crap. They believe in they believe in this right here. The only time they want to see a black male is when you on a t-shirt. And the only way you getting on that t-shirt is if you got killed by a white person or a cop. That's the only way you getting on that damn t-shirt. That's it. So yeah, this woman deserved it. She out here putting in work. She out here changing society. And y'all letting her. So she deserves to live her best life, y'all. Let this woman live in her little McMansions. Let this woman own houses with uh, uh, airplane hangers on them. <laughs> Let this woman live in the hills down the street from uh, Chris Brown. Let this woman live her best life. She has done the groundwork for you, Negroes. Let her live. Y'all keep giving her your money, your support, buy your BLM merchandise so she can live her best life while you continue to believe that white folks is terrorizing you every five seconds. You ignore the real problems in this community. The real problems of the lack of a family structure, the, the real problem of how so many black people 
people just suck at education. They don't take education seriously, which will allow for you to become competitive in this society. You know, stuff that actually matters, stuff that you can actually fix. Instead of chasing boogeymen, you can go chase, you can go chase that homework, learn how to get better. Don't tell me you got you, you, you don't you have inadequate books. Nigga, kids don't even carry books, they carry laptops. <laughs> you got smartphones. You got access to the world in the palm of your hand. Literally. And you choose to use that. I, I keep telling y'all. I am the, a firm believer the greatest device in modern history is the damn cell phone, the smartphone. That is the greatest invention in modern history as far as I'm concerned. It literally brings the entire world to you in the palm of your hands. And all you choose to use this device for is to find the latest woe is me, we's being hunted instead of investing energy into stuff that can make you competitive in this society so you can stop pretending like you were born in 1921 as if you walking down you got to hop off the sidewalk for white people or you got to walk to the back entrance to go into a restaurant or you got to go drink from a colored only water fountain or you got to go to a segregated school stop acting like that stop living in this damn black trauma fantasy that y'all have created for yourselves but until y'all stop doing that this is going to be the direction of black society and you all need to accept it and embrace it because y'all all play a major part in it and y'all want to be a part everybody from pumping and dumping everybody who don't believe in nuclear families every all y'all all y'all play a part in this crap so you need to just look at yourself in the mirror and accept your role in it and accept what you have uh, contributed to the decay and the rot. And accept the fact that you're never going to be seen as an equal as long as you run around here pretending like you're a goddamn victim every five seconds. Nobody's ever going to give you respect. They don't give victims respect, man. The only time victims get respect is when they stand up for themselves. Nobody feels sorry for victims. They'll feel sorry for you and throw you a couple of dollars, but they're never going to truly accept you. As long as you run around here crying this woe is me crap. But that's what y'all have allowed black society to become, man. A woe is me community. That's the culture. That's the wave. That's the vibes. And so when this woman's out here making it do what it do don't get mad get glad that's what y'all that's what y'all wanted to do you know just like Tariq Nasheed y'all y'all want to run around here buying Ogun juice for like $20 a pop <laughs> for some pepper spray this niggas I had convinced you that pepper pepper spray can stop bullets <laughs> y'all made y'all made them rich make her rich she she they earned it you dig? Hopefully that answers your question. You understand? So, you know, it is what it is. They don't get none of my money, though. They don't get none of mine. And look, I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all, y'all can't 
donate. Y'all grown men and women. You say you respect Tariq more than uh, BLM? I guess, you know, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess I don't really have nothing to say about that, but you know, it is what it is. But, um, what's that tattoo say? I'm trying to see if I can look at that tattoo on her chest. What does that say? Anywho, I'm I'm done. I'm done, man. I'm done. So uh shout out to Gold Eagle for the monies. I think he's in here. There he is right here. Shout out to Gold Eagle. Uh that's it for me. So appreciate everybody who put some money in here. It's moving forward, man. Y'all, y'all just y'all just think about things, man. Y'all just think about things, B. You know, just think about how this country and how this image of black people is going to be in the next 50 years. You know, especially for those of you who got kids, especially if you got male sons like I do. Because I got I got two sons. So I'm thinking about, I'm trying to envision the world 30, 40 years from now when they're 30, 40, 50 years old, however old they're going to be. And then they start, and then they have kids, my grandkids, and all that stuff, right? And right now, I'm just like, ugh. Maybe, maybe America's truly on a decline, B. <laughs> men want to be women. Women want to be men. Black folks want to be forever victims. Scared of anything that looks white. And just ignoring the real problems that plague you, which is the, the lack of appreciation for education and always trying to protect thug culture and hood nigga shit. <sighs> I already talked about it. I talked about it briefly. I don't know enough details about it, but I talked about it already in this broadcast. I said um, that cop needs to be fired and or charges, but also said, oh, buddy, kick that whole chain of events off because he's just another nigga that was out there trying to resist the rest. Clear as day on the video. Can't even deny that. They got it on video, him trying to resist the rest and, and trying to escape. But, you know, they both, him and that cop is wrong. All right. I'm about to wrap it up. Y'all be safe. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Y'all be safe and peace. <laughs>